everybody. Oh, what was that? Uh, oh, I you held up hey. a finger like you were about to say. Oh, wait. No, I just, I'm just, I'm saying hello. Hello. Okay. All you out there in TV land, good to see you again. We're off to a banger start. Boys. Off to a banger start. Anyway, this is so many sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm Dave. Uh, today on the show, we're not talking about a movie. We're talking about a bunch of movies because talking about the movies. The I don't know. Road to the Oscars it's special. Road to the two Academy Awards. Awards. Yes, we're going to talk about the Oscar nomination. The uh, the awards are next weekend. Oscars are always a big thing for this show. We love them. I don't know why, but we do. But we're why does anyone love it? Some of us, some of us do. Well, I mean, it's the epitome of like when the four of us love movies, and the truth is, well, that no, David said some of us do. I don't love the uh, Academy Awards as a show, but the Academy Awards are like kind of like the apex of like film art, and we want to celebrate that. Very well said, I think. Very well said. I, so I agree. Sometimes I get a little bit of that. You get inspired, y- even though I can't pronounce the word spoon half the time. Spoon? Yeah. It's just like little thing to dig food with. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that any deeper. Um, You're welcome. Since this show has been off to a banger start, I will say that the rest of the show probably will be too. This is going to be more of a freeform conversation. We're not going to do the letterbox game and all that fun stuff. We're just going to talk about some of the big nominees. Part of me doesn't want to start with best picture just because that seems wrong, but it also makes sense. But does anyone, y'all got a, an award you're itching to talk about first? Any, or any, I feel like a, most of us have seen a good chunk of these, but some more than others. What was the most recent of these Oscar movies that y'all have seen? I will say that I watched King Richard yesterday. Yeah, I, I, um, King Richard was my most recent one as well. I watched, uh, it's not nominated for Best Picture, but I watched Tick Boom. And that still counts. Yeah. Andrew Garfield's nominated for Best Actor, I believe. Yeah, he is. So that's the most recent Oscar nominated film I've watched. I have watched. I also watched West Side Story yesterday. Nice. I have watched Drive My Car. That's the most recent one that I can think of. Okay. Nice. What if we just start with some of the acting ones? Are we going to do some acting stuff there? Let's yeah, I'd say that. Like we haven't seen all of them, but I feel like collectively we can weigh in on a lot of these. Since King Richard is so fresh on my mind, and probably on Garrett's too, let's talk about Best Actor, because this is mm-hmm. the people in the know, the experts, the gossip people. They say it's well, Will Smith's year, right? He's won... Quite a stack of trophies for this movie already. He's the front runner. This would be his first Oscar win. It's his third time being nominated for Best Actor. Did you, David, see King Richard? I have not yet seen King I know Richard. Andrew did. I have watched a few clips from it, and I have watched a few segments to kind of an idea of some of the performances, you know, which doesn't really tell you the whole thing, but it's what I've been able to scrap by. I've been a bad shooting period, but I will say uh, Will Smith, I don't think you can go wrong. Honestly, it's a stack category this year. Um, it is. Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth, King Richard, or excuse me, Will Smith for King Richard, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, and Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. I don't. I can't think of a year where it's been like five really strong performances and actors in their own. This is a good year. But you guys have been watching King Richard. Can you talk to that performance a little bit? I think Will Smith did great. Uh, yeah, representing. Richard Williams, after the movie is over, they show some home movie clips and the, his accent and the way that he developed that character and the portrayal of what they showed and realism is so good. And I think the problem the Oscars runs into is that they get into this mode of you play a person, you do it well, you win an Oscar. And I think that is a problem. I haven't seen a lot of the original performances. I would say Benedict Cumberbatch was really good. 
But Power of the Dog is just one that I just, I don't know how I feel about it. I thought he was great, but I, King Richard made me cry. It made me not like him. Like one of the things I think it can do is glorify a person. And I don't think this glorified Richard Williams. I think it portrayed him as an overbearing parent, know-it-all. And they painted his flaws well. So they didn't glorify him to in a way, which was something that I was a little concerned with. But I think that he did a really good job. Yeah, you I, I thought he did a great job, too. I don't know anything about Richard Williams or really the Williams sisters because I'm just not a tennis guy. I'm aware of them as being among the best in the world at what they do. But I didn't have a lot of background going into it. So that's always my first question about movie um, bio, or biopics in particular is like, well, how much creative freedom was at play here? Is it, yes, is it trying to make you sympathetic towards someone who may not be great? Because that happens a lot. I don't think that happened here, I agree, because I feel like it's almost, it's almost like a real-life trope for a lot of great athletes to be pushed into their position at a young age by a parent who is very aggressive. And sometimes that goes wrong, and sometimes it goes right. And I, it seems like this story is was an example of it going right, because he's really yeah. portrayed at as a loving father and a good guy who just wants, who knows his daughters are great and wants the world to know it too. And Will Smith really disappears into the role. He takes on a different voice, I believe. He either gained weight or has prosthetics, I'm not sure, but he's got a bit of a different look that he disappears into. And those are the times when I feel like, okay, this is a performance worth talking about. The other one on the list, that I'll compare it to is Andrew Garfield in the Tick, Tick, Boom, who also I felt like really disappeared into the Jonathan Larson role. And if it were, if the Oscars were up to me, these would be the two main contenders for that reason. I forget that they are a famous actor and I'm seeing the person and I like that. And it was really good. King Richard, I think this is a worthy performance for Will to win if he does. Yeah, I can't remember, Andrew, you may have a better history knowledge in terms of Will Smith's prior Academy nominations, but Will Smith has always had a very talented, he's always had a gift for imitation. I'm not going to say that he's like the best impressionist in the world, but I've ever since Ali, yeah. and you look at how he's able to recreate not just the uh, the sound and the voice, because that's easy to do is to get the sound of the voice, but to just like body the character and really live it and recreate those famous moments because um, there is a scene in this movie where oh Serena or Venus is talking to a reporter and they're in the, in the reporters talking to them and uh, Richard he gets involved in the thing and you can watch the real video from back in the day of it actually happening and all the recording they have of it and then watch Will's performance and it's just like the it's, he recreates not just the sound and the, and the voice but the kind of the the whole attitude the whole spirit of it. And it, it, Will's always had a gift for that. So I, if he hasn't won before, I don't think he has won Best Actor before. Him. No. This would be a great one to do. I've also seen Andrew Garfield Tick, Tick, Boom. Like you said, Josh, incredible job. It really makes you forget about Garfield. And you just kind of really get into the freneticness of Tim Larson's life at that time. Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog, I've also seen. And it's a, it's a great performance in a sense that it's such a harsh character. Like it's such a character that is more cruel then I think people are comfortable with these days sometimes. He's just such a mean-spirited person, and it's such a nuanced role throughout the course of the film. It has more layers of the proverbial parfait are unveiled. That He just becomes, he weaves really well through this 
idea of being both really detestable and pitiable. So I think those are three good performances. What I've seen of Javier Bardem, it, it seems more like traditional biopic performance stuff, but I don't want to knock that. I've not seen the whole film. And then Denzel Washington, I don't think is capable of being bad. He, if, he, if it surprised us, we all be like, well, yeah, Denzel Washington. So this one yet? I've seen all of these. So what I can tell you right now is that like, I think Will Smith is going to go ahead and take it because I think he's going to get it this year. I don't personally, as much as I love Will Smith and I thought King Richard was really good. Again, it portrays it. It's hard for me to like, it's hard for me to like Richard Williams because again, he's, you aren't supposed to say what you aren't supposed to like him. I'm just saying it's hard for me to just like relate to him, but I understand what he's doing. I think Will Smith is great in the role. My personal choice would have been Andrew Garfield for Tick Boom. And the reason why is that it's for starters, Tick Tick Boom is a brilliant film, but his performance like singled out the entire movie. And yeah, he plays John Larson, but man, he plays it to such a degree where it's just it's a different elevation. It's a different elevation to the musical genre of movies. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. If I had to say, if there was a runaway here, I would have to go with Denzel Washington for tragedy. Runaway? Yeah. If, if you mean terrible, what? He had more runaway would be like, he's vastly better than everybody else. But you said Will Smith's definitely going to get it and that your personal pick was Andrew Garfield. Yeah. You're but I'm just saying, man. but I'm just saying, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like just dark over the you mean like a dark horse pick, like, a, like an unlikely, like a, someone nobody else is picking pick? Yeah. Like, Denzel Washington, like nobody, nobody's talking about the tragedy of Macbeth. And it was his version of Macbeth, I thought was different. But I thought he was just an absolute menace in the movie. So. He is really good in the movie. I saw it and I liked it. But what? Uh, what I'm going to say, I don't think this room will disagree with me, but like people are so, I do, no one cares about Shakespeare. I'm sorry. No. They don't. Stop they don't. making not as, Shakespeare. Not as much in the film industry as no. they used to. Theater, sure. And even then I would argue, let's do some new plays before we keep doing hundreds of year old plays all the time. But that's right. a whole nother rant I could go on. <laughs> I don't think people care about Shakespeare. No. no, it'll be interesting to see because I think that's more of a situation where the production style, I think, made that movie more interesting, the visual and production element. Macbeth also disappeared into Apple TV Plus, and so far only Coda was able to really climb out of that. Yeah. Okay, so who wins Best Actor? I think we're, seems like we're picking Will Smith here. I'm I think it's Will Smith. My, my, predic my predictions. All right, the next category, which we will spend less time on. I'm Actress in a leading role. Who wins? Let's start with that. Who wins? Ooh, let's start with who wins. Who I wins? like that idea. Let's start there and have the debate after. I don't Jessica know. Chastain. I have not seen any of these performances. Je I've seen a little Northern bit of the We got Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart Spencer. Nicole Kidman, uh, was it nominated for the AMC commercial? I believe that of those, Josh and Andrew have probably seen the most. So why don't you guys talk? I have only seen. Oh, no. Oh, you know what? I've seen none of those, but I'm confident. Oh, okay. Be Andrew seen three. So, Andrew, you're the only one. Go for it. Yeah, I would personally choose. I think my I think the winner is going to be Jessica Chastain. 
And I don't, this is a hard one. This is a really hard one because out of the three, out of the three, out of the five that I saw, all of those were really good. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just stick to my guns and say, Jessica Chastain is going to win it. And Jessica Chastain really brought forth like Tammy Faye Mesner really brought forth the, uh, like it, it was true to her character. And just like Will Smith disappeared into his character, Jessica Chastain disappeared into the eyes of Tim, Tammy Faye. So that's I, what I have to say about that. I see a media narrative going on where Kristen Stewart was more or less the, the Lady Gaga of this year. And then Jessica Chastain came in and Glenn Closter and yeah. won everything at the end, even though she was not talked about. That's what mm-hmm. I just Yeah, I've only really seen bits and pieces of all these performances. I did get to see the end of Eyes of Tammy Faye Baker and Jessica Chastain, probably good. I'm willing to just defer to you guys on that because every year we make out these prediction lists and I always come and laugh. So I'll just pick the same thing you guys are saying. Yeah. All right. Well, that was easy. Want to move on to best animated or best director? Do we want to go to supporting actor? Let's round out the acting ones since we're on act. Actor in a supporting role is... Oh my goodness, I can't find it. Syrian Hines for Belfast. Troy Kotzer for Coda. Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos. Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Who wins? I'm going to say Smith-McPhee wins. I was, I was going to say I would like Syrian Hines to win, but I think it's going to be Troy Koster. Kotzer for Coda. I um, let's see. I have seen all but being the Ricardos. I think, yeah, I'm with Andrew. I think Troy Kotzer is going to win. That's the, I'm leaning towards that too. I haven't seen. I've seen a lot of these movies, but I think that Troy Kotzer is going to be a winner. I, I, what is the the award circuit been so far? Do they do a supporting actor in the other ones you guys hear? Yeah, yeah, and he's cleaned up pretty well. Yeah. Okay. I would like right, that. I, I will change to Troy Kotzer. <laughs> Who were you? I, I, I was going to say, I was going to say Smith McPhee. Oh, that's a really I'm, young I'm, guy. He's the kid, right? He's yeah. the kid. And so people he might be really drawn good. to like a good young performance. But who knows? I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount. I wouldn't discount him at all. Um, I don't think this category is as much of a runaway as the best actor category. So like I say Troy Kotzer, but I would not be shocked if uh, Cody one. And then best actress in a supporting role. Jesse <laughs> Buckley, The Lost Daughter. Adriana DeBose for West Side Story. Ariana DeBose, I'm sorry, for West Side Story. Uh, Judy Ditch for Belfast. Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. And I'm going to really mess up this name and I apologize. Anu. The- Anjanu. Anjanu. Thank you, Andrew. Anjanu yeah. Ellis King Richard. Who wins? I am going to say Ariana DeBose. I second the motion. Yeah, I'm going to pick that one, too, because I just saw that and she was really good. So, Yeah, I think so, too. I, I don't. I yeah. feel like. I, go ahead. No, I've been seeing a lot of these performances. Overall, her performance is the one that stands out to me of this list based on the power of the dogs. The I, only other option that I've seen. Or, I would. Anjanu Ellis was really good, too. But I think that I think that Ariana DeBose really I, stood out. Not I've seen would, Belfast, but I would not be shocked if Judy Dench wins this, a la Anthony Tom, oh, Tom, Tom Hopkins. Hopkins. <laughs> last year. Man, I like I want to say Tompkins and it's Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins last year. 
It's all yeah, good. So I'm also going to go with the Bozo from West Side Story. Yeah, I agree. Okay. This is one that I think is a bit of a... I don't think this one is close, personally. Yeah, I think it's unanimous. Cool. All right, so we got the acting categories. If you're doing an Oscar ballot, your, your actors and actresses are locked in. We'll probably change ours, but yours are locked in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's move over to animated. That's always a good one. The animated feature film. We've got Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus The Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. That is an incredibly sad. It yeah. is. We have reviewed four of the five. Wow, wow, wow. You can see all of these. You can find all of these right now on so many sequels.com. That is true. Except for Flea. We will review that one maybe. If it wins. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this category, and I think it's because it is so good. But I feel like the winner might disappoint me slightly. Yeah, That's kind of where I'm feeling. I think it's going to be in Kanto. I, I kind of do too, and I don't really want it to be. Yeah, I mean, not honestly, because I don't think it's good. I, like I said, I won't really be disappointed though. I yeah, agree, because I think okay. I really enjoyed all of these films. I haven't watched Flea yet. It's on my Hulu watch list. I'm about, about to, I want to watch it this week. But I thoroughly enjoyed all of these films. It was probably the one I was the least overall excited about, but I still think it's a beautifully animated film. Yeah. I think you know, if I would love it if the Mitchells versus the Machines won, that was one of my favorite movies of last year. I wouldn't hate it if Raya won or Flea. I haven't seen it. It's only 90 minutes, so it's probably a pretty nice one. But I think Encanto's had a lot of buzz. I think that the Academy's going to realize, I think the voters for the Academy will probably realize, wow, this is a really, this has really struck a chord. And sometimes, sometimes the zeitgeist lines up. Sometimes the people at the Academy go, yeah, people really like that Heat Ledger performance. Maybe we should go with that type of thing. You know, the Mitchells and the Machines was my favorite movie of last year, but I would actually honestly rather see Raya win. I think that Raya was such a good movie. I would love if Mitchells and the Machines won. But I think that Raya was really impactful and it was one of the movies for me that really stood out. As much as I love the Mitchells of Machines, I often think about Raya more often because I think it brought that action adventure fun that had been missed from the screen and revitalized it in a way that was really nice to see. It was very Indiana Jonesy. It wasn't what I was expecting. It was full of culture and expansion and I really liked it. I think Encanto is also going to win. It has a lot going for it. It's got buzz. It's got momentum. It's also Pixar. So that is also just usually is it pixar or is it disney it's, uh, it's, it's a disney, disney. okay i couldn't remember which one it was because so it's got a lot it's got a lot in the boxes that people tick i think that i would really be happy if mitchelson raya won but it's going to be in content and i think Encanto did win the annie and so about 90 something like 92 percent of the time the winner of the annie is the winner of the best animated at the academy yeah what did you think andrew or what do you think andrew i've not seen Encanto or flea i my personal choice is the Mitchells versus the machines, but the way it's going, I think the winner is going to be Encanto. Mm. I, and I and it, just second that exactly. I would, my heart chooses Mitchells. My brain says it's Encanto. Yeah. And this, there might be a scenario here where you got to get your, try to put your head in the place of a, uh, however many it is, 300 uh, Academy voters that are a bunch of 80 year old people. So they might say, well, we're not going to give Encanto best song because we're voting because I'm voting for this. So I'll, I'll give it best pick. I'll give it best feature. People trying to like weigh out their votes. Maybe. I yeah. think, I don't know. It's odd. I wish I, I wish there were more discourse about Encanto in general, because it seems to me that Encanto is really just in the mainstream for the Bruno song. And that I don't know if it's, because people love the movie or because they love the music. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a little bit of both. Now, there's a ton of 
and, and I know I had to show you this on TikTok, uh, and it's hard to even get into the real deep of it, but people love the fact that there's a lot of conversation about the fact that there's not like a villain of the movie, that the villain is this concept of generational trauma of something bad happening to you and through your own actions of trying to prevent something bad happening in the future, you instill this toxic atmosphere around you uh, intentionally or unintentionally. And people are losing it over the fact that Disney and then Pixar with Turning Red both tackled this idea of generational trauma within like a few months of each other. Um, there's a lot of talk about how the musical is actually, in terms of a musical, Disney's most broad because there's actually a finishing song. Most Disney movies, the last song is either really weak or it's just a reprisal of, of the big number. You know what I mean? Whereas this has the track All of You, which is this song that brings all of the songs together from the beginning of the movie all together in the end. Um, there's a lot of themes. There's a lot of interesting discourse, I think, about the music and the story as well. But obviously at the top level, yeah, is the explosion of we don't talk about Bruno as this really entertaining song in the middle that features a madrigal in the middle of it, which is aptly named because of the family. So yeah, it's there's layers to it. And it's kind of there are layers to something like Marvel movies where there's a there's that top layer where people are just superficially talking about it. And there's like those bottom layers where people are like, oh, but are they cinema? And it's like, it's all complicated. I don't know. It's, it'll I, be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. I still say that we don't talk about Bruno doesn't hold a candle to surface pressure, but... And honestly, it's clearly like that argument. Surface pressure is good, but I think the best movie song, I think the song that really did move me is the one that's nominated for best picture. Mm. And that's the Dos Oreguitas, which play during the, not really the finale, but it's the second to last song. And it's really moving. It's nominated for best song. Do we want to talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about best song. We've got Be Alive from King Richard, the Encanto song that you mentioned, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do, Four Good Days. I don't know what those words mean, but they're on the screen. So apparently that's <laughs> who wins. I don't know. I don't love this. I don't love this category. I'm not a fan of Mo. I don't. I honestly can't pick out any of these songs. I even though Time to Die is in the back of my brain and I can't quite. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't think the Be Alive song should even be there. I no. don't remember Down to Joy from Belfast. I've never seen Four Good Days. No Time to Die, I do, and it is a good song, but it's been out for two years. And David, you said you were moved by the Encanto song, but I couldn't even begin to remember it. That's the thing is, you I watched this movie the first time. I just, yeah, I have usually there's catchier, I don't know. Oh, it there's, there's more catchier songs, but even well, Miranda, he's talked about how he, he was really big on pushing this as the one that would be nominated because it really emotionally, the core of the movie at the end there with the it's uh, it plays when the abuela and Mirabel have their heart to heart, and it's beautiful in both Spanish and English. There's both versions. I watched the first time I watched the movie. We had the, we had the subtitles on because we have a loud one year old, and so we were, <laughs> so I had the subtitles on. In e they were English subtitles, so whenever they spoke in Spanish, I got that little extra window in that I normally wouldn't get because it's kind of lost in translation. So I remember, I remember like tearing up as the lyrics scrolled by the bottom as it played to this like tragic montage of, of what was going on. So I, I think it's between No Time to Die and Dos Oreguitas and I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that they're going to give it to Encanto just because, just because I think they will, but I would not be shocked if No Time to Die won. 
I haven't are. heard any of these songs like, outside of No Time to Die, so I don't know. But I think that with the buzz that Encanto has because of the music, it surprises me that Bruno's the one that isn't nominated because it's the only one that I hear people talk about. I know. But, it's, but I would be surprised if they give it to anything else. I think can't Disney would be it. I guess I wouldn't be surprised, but I just can't see it going. To. Here's the thing about, here's what I'll say about, say, Dos Oreguitas versus Bruno. Okay. The most fun song in The Lion King is Akuna Matata. Yeah. But the song of the movie is Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Fun song of Aladdin is Never Had a Friend Like Me. But the real song of the movie is, is part is a whole new world. So like that, that, that's kind of the line I'll draw is like, there's the big song that everybody's going to remember and every kid's going to sing along to. And then there's the song that's kind of like the one that's like the creative, the, the emotional song that the creators really enjoy. I think Disney was honestly shocked by the Bruno buzz. What are you going to, what are you betting on, Andrew? I have not heard of Dos Oregatos, so I can't say, I can't say too much to that. It probably will win. I personally love No Time to Die. What are you laughing about? Your pronunciation of the song. Oh. <laughs> Dos Oregatos? No, it, yeah. It, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's, let's just call it two butterflies for now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think you're mixing up the song and Domo Origato, <laughs> Mr. Roboto. Okay. In that case, I would, I'm, I think that the Encanto song is going to win. Okay. I would love for no time to die to win, but it's Let's do directing real quick. And then a part two on just the best picture. Cause I think okay. that's going to be. I got a take on directing. Okay. All right. So I bet you can cut that part out. I just wanted to bring that out. Okay. If you wanted to. Yeah. All right. Directing, we've got Kenneth Brenna for Belfast. Yeah. Ryusaki Hamaguchi. Did I say that right, Andrew? I'm not even close. Probably. You did. Oh, goodness. Good for me. Okay. Drive my car. And Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. And Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Who wins? Takes. I got hot takes real quick. I do, um, do it. Number one, I'm sick of Kenneth Branagh. Sorry, don't care. Out. Um, drive my car. I don't know it. I don't think this is a real contender. Paul Thomas Anderson, not his best. Out. The winner, I think, should won't be. It should be Steven Spielberg. Yeah. It will probably be Jane Campion, but I think she has really hurt her chances in the last couple of weeks with some real boneheaded stupid shit she's been saying on the award circuit. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Particularly when at the Critics' Choice Awards, she looked Venus and Serena Williams in the face and said that they don't have to compete against men like she does. Yeah. So smart. That yeah. Not, I think uh, she will win, but I think she's uh, taken a few too many old people pills. You she know, apologized for that. I think she I was think, just in the moment, but she apologized. But not yeah, cool. I think not cool. uh, I haven't forgiven. Not cool. I think it's a complicated. That's a complicated conversation. Jane Campion, I think, probably wins this. She's walked away with this award, multiple other things along the way, multiple other award shows along the way for these type, this type of story. And so I don't really know. In the movie, in terms of directing, in terms of style, it is a very a different film. Very, there's a lot of attention paid to like nature and the scenery of the th things like that. That I remember a lot of quiet moments it's a very quiet film I, mean, I find i think that's pretty interesting spielberg winning is acceptable i didn't see licorice pizza because i didn't think it looked good i wouldn't be surprised if like hamaguchi won the academy surprised me before and uh, kenneth branagh fine director i haven't seen belfast though so i think campion's gonna win there's been a lot of she i think you have to think about 
again, the Academy and they're, they're going to appreciate, I think that they're not the crowd that's going to care about her comments. Don't know. It, you forget how diverse the Academy has it, become in the past that five years. It has become, if this was, if this was going to be judged by the internet, then definitely not. But it's being, it's going to be mostly judged by Academy voters. And they just don't, I just don't think that they're going to get hung up on that sort of thing. Because I could easily they're also going to be weighing this idea of, okay, so she said something boneheaded about to the Williams sisters, but she's all just directed a film that wildly runs the ideas of toxic masculinity and the acceptance of homosexuality and things like that. And it's like, where are we, you know, where do we draw the line on what, you know, on where to go with that? So I do think Power of the Dog is the right movie to win. I wouldn't be surprised if Spielberg won. I do think that movie looked really nice. I liked the style and the way that he set it up. Bobby's one of the best, if not the best who have ever done it. So like he knows what he's doing and it looks really good. So he was able to modernize, but also bring you back to that era of when West Side Story was taking place. And I really liked the way that was presented. So I wouldn't be surprised if he snuck out a win, but it's probably going to be game. Yeah, I'm with the consensus here. I'm not my personal pick again is Steven Spielberg, but I think Jane Campion's going to win it. And I just good for her. I guess. That's how I feel. Good, good for her, her, I guess. I don't think you deserve it. It could be the first. Say I think also. I think is she the only woman nominated in, in this category? Yeah. I think that there's also the Academy will care about the optics of two women winning two years in a row because last year was Chloe Zhao, and then this year they'd have Jane Campion. I think that'd be yeah. the first time ever that two women won Best Director two years in a row. Didn't Chloe Zhao win Best Director last year? I believe so, yeah. right? Yeah, so, Chloe Zhao. So I think those kind of optics are also going to play into the Academy's decision. All right. It seems like directing will be interesting. And speaking of interesting awards, uh, Best Picture. Let's just go straight now into the, the big one. The Mac Daddy. Ten, ten nominees for Best Picture this year, which Why? is the... What? What is all ah, that is the, the max amount. And so we are looking at, in alphabetical order, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. It's a lot. I, let me... That is a lot. I have seen everything except for Drive My Car. I have seen everything except Coda, and I think I'm going to change that this week. I have seen one, two, three. I have seen three of the <laughs> ten. Hey, it's a start. A lot of them, unfortunately, like the thing is, the main service, most of them are on our Apple TV, and I don't have that, or Apple Plus, whatever they call it. It's hard to I don't have that. I need to get it, or I have to, like, go buy these movies somewhere. Yeah, I just need Bill. Yeah, I stay well. uh, driving your car, I think, is all I need to see. Yeah. Yeah, so th for months now, I say months. The nominations haven't been out for more than one month, but the speculation for months has been that this is going to be a difficult year to predict a Best Picture winner because it hasn't felt like there's a runaway at any point in time. And there there truly hasn't been. With the awards circuit, the power of the dog has really laid some solid groundwork to be a frontrunner. But then recently, Coda has also started making some serious ground in the award circuit to where it seems to be between those two. At one point in time, to interject, I remember people really talking about Don't Look Up also. Is that a thing that could be like a surprise Dark Horse winner? 
I think Don't Look Up at one time could have been, but has fizzled out a little too much. Okay. Yeah. That's my take on that. I agree. I don't think it has enough. <clears throat> I don't think it has enough. I don't think it has any momentum to really win anything this year. No, it just hasn't picked up any real hardware along the way. Which is a shame. It was Andrew's number one movie of 2021. If That's you right. go back and listen to our year-end review episode at so many sequels.com. Plug. Yeah. Uh, what about, uh, before, yes, Power of the Dog and Coda are probably the top two. Let's talk about the others on the list first, though. Don't look up. We just, we got rid of that one. I do want to say something real quick before yeah. you get in. Because I do have a hot take about the best picture category. Okay, hit oh, it. Hold. Go ahead. Okay. When they reintroduced, when they reintroduced the old system, which was more than five nominees back in 2009, feel as if, I feel as if that rule of ha having that many nominees in that category doesn't do anything. I don't think it does anything because yeah, we have all these great movies that are coming out, but really, but really there's a lot of movies on these lists that really are forgettable and you don't really hear about before or after the Oscars. That's a hot take. I would say that's always been the case. I, I don't think it's, think it's watered down now. I, let me, I will address that. Let me address that. Cause I have a counterpoint. I don't think you're wrong. If you really take off the, uh, the cover of the art of it, it's really just really good marketing because it lets five other movies call themselves Oscar nominated. Okay. So while it doesn't do anything, maybe for the awards, it yeah. lifts up the exposure of these films. And yeah. you could argue the cynical money viewpoint, or you can argue that it's good that some of these lesser known movies are elevated by the Oscars. So yeah. you're not wrong. But there is another aspect to think about. Yeah. Because there are several movies on here that there are several movies on here. I'm just like, really? It got best right. picture? There's 10 nominees, but really only at most probably four or five could ever be serious contenders. Sure. So you're pretty much always looking at four, another four or five movies that are just there to be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There to be. Yeah. I, I look at this list and I do feel like a lot of them have been, a lot of them have surprised me. I'm, I might like the movie, but I look at it and go, I don't really necessarily understand or see an oscar worthy nomination i think that dune hits that i really like dune but i'm a little surprised by best picture nomination i can see it being nominated for a lot of other things but i was a little surprised by best picture nomination uh, same thing with nightmare alley another movie that i really enjoy but i'm like well, i don't understand oscar so some of them are just in there that i don't get but I don't have a problem with the movie themselves. My hottest take would probably be this. I think might be the most underwhelming group of best picture nominees we've had in a while. Like you said, four to six of them might as well not even be there. Yeah. And even the remaining ones, the ones that are like probably the sure winners, I look at them, I just kind of like, like they're all so, I, I, all of them to me, at least the ones I've seen, feel like really low energy slogs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I honestly think that Power of the Dog, most has the most likely chance to win. I think something like drive my car could win because there's been a real swell of interest in Korean made films lately. This is Japanese. Oh, it's Japanese. Yeah. My grand, my, my, my large apologies on that because I didn't realize I haven't yeah, seen it. A... Um, so I take back that, I take back that Chris, but I, I honestly think like I, I think power the dog West side story, nightmare alley, nightmare alley was, Dreadful. Like, I just, that was two star bad for me. It was just, 
I wanted my time and life back. Nice performance by Bradley Cooper, but good grief, that second act. West Side Story was good. It was good. Picture one was better, and it really should have gotten this spot. If you're going to give it to like musical this year, I think Lin-Manuel's debut is better than Steven Spielberg's whatever it is, 48th film. And so I, I would have given that spot to Tick Boom as opposed to West Side Story. Not that West Side Story is bad, but if, you, if you, it's like, David, gun to your head, one musical from this last year, live action musical. Probably Tick, Tick, Boom. I would even be, I would even be persuaded to say that West Side Story is about as good as In the Heights. They're, it's hot take season. Get out your guns, boys. We're going firing. And then the rest I haven't seen. Dune, I want to watch, but it looks like a bit of a slog. I wouldn't be surprised if like King Richard might win, but but we'll see. Yeah. So uh, my, pick, my pick's going to be Power of the Dog because it's won everything else. So yeah. except for the Production Guild Award. I think it's going to be Coda. I really enjoyed that movie last year. I think I was the only one that saw it in 2021 and it was in my top five of the final year. I really enjoyed it a lot. I think that I know that it has gained momentum and now people have turned on it is what I have heard. I'm not on the internet as much as Josh. Like a it. Josh and David have mentioned that it has been turned on. So who knows? But that's the one that I think I'm going to lean towards. When did Coda come out? Can someone look that up for me? Because my computer's moving weird. When did Coda come out? I believe it came out last year because it premiered at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival. Is it the oldest of these films? Like compared to like when it came out? That I don't know. The actual release date was August 13th. It premiered January, but it didn't come out for the public till August. Okay. Because I, I remember, and I remember together talking at the beginning of last year. It played uh, at Circle Cinema here in Tulsa at, for their Sundance when they did that satellite festival thing yeah so it played here for a very short time and then it premiered on apple in august yeah i think that it might i think it might be the oldest yeah i think that hurts it a little bit it could still win i won't say it i'm not saying it has no chance but i think recency bias plays a good part in some of how the oscar voting goes that's why like you said don't look up it fizzled it came out really recently but yeah i don't think you're wrong about that at all andrew did you say who you think is gonna win no, I didn't. And I'm having a hard time because everything is pointing towards Coda and I'm not, I'm not seeing Coda. Everything else on this list I have seen. And from the looks of things, it's either going to be between the power of the dog and Coda. And I would bet probably Coda. Do you think they're yeah. going to do a best director goes to Jane Campion, but best picture goes to a different film? situation that would be fun that would be very because it's rare it happens sometimes it does oh you all put me in a tough spot because i also want to say coda but i feel like those odds are bad they're three against one but i'm gonna do it anyway i'm gonna put i'm gonna mark down coda on my ballot and i don't think i'm gonna change my mind come next sunday and a lot of it is some of the behind the scenes pettiness i think of how the academy looks at netflix and yeah. kind of like believe that netflix can win best picture when i see it happen and so if it comes down to two streaming services apple and netflix i think they'll go with Apple just to stick it to netflix that would be funny that would be funny it is that is not on a hundred percent unlikely that is yeah we, we were talking about we didn't distinguish we've got several that are we got what don't look up is on netflix is a netflix movie we've got the power of dog which is an original and then Coda, which is an Apple TV Plus. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're getting we are getting more streaming based services included in the best picture category. 
that is thirty. You know, and, and and Dune went Dune went day and day with HBO Max. That's true. He did. That is true. Yep. So it is interesting to see that development, and that will be fun if Coda or Power of the Dog win. If it does come down to those two, as it's pointing to, then it will be the first time a streaming service gets a Best Picture Oscar. Yeah, and they both really make sense, I think, to be frontrunners. It is not uncommon anymore that the winner can be a film that people are like, what? What? I never heard of that. That's not Spider-Man No Way Home or the <laughs> Batman. I didn't know there were any other movies but those two. And Coda's got the feel-good nature, and Power of the Dog has the that deep, like, art to it. Yeah. There's it's, so it's almost like capturing these two spectrums of Oscar winners. I think I would like I'll be happy with either one. I think at the end of the day, just because sure I would like to see a streamer win for once to to elevate that a little bit. And I don't have any issue with either of them. I don't like the power of the dog as much as I like Coda, but I think that's just because it may not necessarily be for me. It doesn't mean it's not good, not deserving. Yeah, and I don't know where Dick Rich Beats is going to win. Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. I got to review it. Come on, man. (laughs) Nightmare Alley and Licorice Pizza are my two that like, they shouldn't even be on there. Uh, Honestly, I might throw Belfast in there too. I don't think that one was that great. I haven't seen Belfast, but. It's enjoyable, but like whatever. Yeah, I would agree with Nightmare Alley and Licorice Pizza as as far as being kind of question mark, like big time question marks as to why they're in there. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. It'll be an interesting yeah. year. It's going to be fun to see what is going to happen with Oscar. And if it is indeed the year for a streaming service to take it down finally. Yeah. did see a fun little story about there. The fandoms have been mad that Spider-Man is not nominated for Best Picture, um, which is funny to me. But I saw Andrew Garfield was asked about it. And he said something along the lines of, you yeah, really... Um, not something I thought about. The movie is like the third biggest movie of all time, so I'm pretty happy with the success. I don't think an award nomination would make it more successful. Oh, and, and, I don't know. That's such a weird. Do we want to talk about best cheer moment or whatever it is they tried to throw to Twitter this year? Oh yeah, the best. What are they calling it? It's like fan pick of the year or something. Oh, like I know, like the hashtag is like applause moment or something. The Oscars fan favorite. There is going to be an additional Oscar for the fan favorite movie that's being voted online. I support that. I absolutely 100% support this. I think that it is perfectly fine to give the fans a small voice in selecting an Oscar nominated movie. I I think that's smart. I think that you can say, yeah, the Oscar, like that is something that you can hang your hat on. You can give it a wide spectrum and you write in votes or whatever. So here's the, here's... And they said, how, I guess, how did they do it? This will be a great conversation. Even, oh, I was going to say, even honestly, just bringing back like special recognition Oscars. And they just said, we want to recognize Spider-Man No Way at Home for saving a large portion of the box, the theater industry this year. In late 28th, the Academy revealed the leaderboard for the fan favorite award. And these are the top 10 movies that are currently in contention to be the fan favorite. Y'all ready? Oh, God, I can't even imagine. What's this is in alphabetical order. Fan favorite Oscar leaderboard. Number one, Army of the Dead. Of course. Of course. Number two, the uh, Camilla Cabello, James Corden, Cinderella. That premiered yeah. was on Prime Video. Yeah, that's what I expected. Then, Dune. Okay. 
Then my personal favorite choice, Malignant. <laughs> a film called Mini- Minamata, which I'm not familiar with, but is probably um, a foreign film. Then The Power of the Dog. Then Sing 2, Spider-Man No Way Home. And we'll right. Two more. Right. Suicide Squad. And boom. Beautiful. It is interesting that some of the Academy movies did make it onto that list. There are crossovers. That is, yeah. And, and there should be. I think that gives you a good spectrum. Like, honestly, I am all for giving this category. You can put Malignant in there. What if the fans enjoyed it? And I think that they have the People's Choice Awards, and that is silly, and that is fun, and people don't really take it seriously. They have the, they used to have the Golden Globes, and that was like taken seriously, but a little silly. Oscars can take a little bit of that and put it into them because they need something. They have got to make themselves relevant. And having a bunch of elitist people voting on movies, even if they are incorporating more diversity in their voting, doesn't include the fans and in this day and age you have to give them something and that is a good way to incorporate them and it is still an oscar so a movie can still say hey we may not have won best picture but we won oscar for the best like fans liked us the most so i think that it is a good thing for them to implement well you know this last year this isn't we're still in the aftermath of pandemic or in the immediate elements of pandemic so like this number doesn't overly reflective of what it could have been your highest grossing Best Picture nominee this year is Dune with $93 million US. And then behind that, it is West Side Story yeah. all the way back at number 38. So like the to recognize that there's the art of film, the art of cinema, and then there is the, I don't know, I don't want to say not art, but the spectacle of filmmaking. And I've always said uh, Schindler's List is an incredibly important film, but I'd still prefer Indiana Jones. Some people may not like the art of the power of the dog, but they really like the art that Spider-Man puts on there. So like that as a fan, art is subjective. So like they deserve a voice and they deserve it in an Oscar form. I think. Yeah. Or at least just to be highlighted and featured in some way. Andrew, I know you're Mr. Purist when it comes to Oscars. Does this just make your skin crawl? Oh, it just, some of the choices are just like, what? But yeah. they're fans. No, some of it's bullshit. Like the Cinderella movie, that's the work of trolls. <laughs> I'm saying if the fans like it, they deserve to have their voice heard too. Because yeah. a lot of what the Oscars does is not reflect the fans. Mm-hmm. I would say that most of the Oscar movies that have won are not fan favorite movies. And I think that while the art is there, you also have to understand that fans have a say in what is art. Yeah. And if they disagree then they deserve to have their art recognized too. But my thing is that like uh, of all the fan favorites, like those are the ones I, I just saying I agree with the Cinderella thing, but who cares? The second they said that they were going to make it a, like up to voting. I was like, movie McMovie face is about to brought yeah. up here. They're going to the worst possible thing. Vote for the worst. It is still act- actively a thing. In our it, society, could, so. it, could, it could backfire that way. Yeah. What are they going to do if Cinderella wins? Give it They're going to have a massive egg on their face. Yeah, it'll be incredibly embarrassing. Everybody that laughs. What I would do is... And it will be the last time. I would take the fan votes, whittle it down to the top 10, and then allow them to vote on the top 10, but also allow the Oscar voters to vote on that as well. And that way you're incorporating both. You get the artistic people in there, you have the fans in there, and then there's a little bit of control that you can give it over 
movie McMovie face, like no Oscar ballot voters going to vote for that. They get to vote for the fan category, adds it to the Oscar side, and it doesn't give fans complete and total control. It is a balanced way to work that out. Yeah. And personally, I got to think it's going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. That fandom is, is extremely powerful. I, I tweeted a while back that there are there, there is the MCU fandom and then there is the Spider-Man No Way Home fandom. And they are two very different fandoms. And the No Way and it's not even Spider-Man. It is a No Way Home fandom that is terrifying. We like the movie, everyone. We love the Spider-Man No Way Home from movie. You can go listen to our review. We loved it. We do. For the record. We Just do. for the record. We do. And but I also know y'all are out there. And you scare me. Respect, but you scare me. Yeah. We're on your side. We're on your side. I'll give it a fan Oscar. It also goes to show. I think there's also, there's a different category, which is Zack Snyder fans, and it's proven out in Army of the Dead being on here. Yes. Was was Zack Snyder's Justice League on there too? No, but but the Snyderverse fans and the No Way Home fans are like different sides of the same coin. (laughs) I am. Both a little unwarranted, but I appreciate the uh, enthusiasm. I would even say Army of Thieves was better than Army of the Dead, in my personal opinion. Well, Army of Thieves was really good. So, it's uh, I think it's a great idea to implement. I'm very intrigued to see how who takes it home or how it takes it home. But I think that's a good way to balance it out. Is fans write in, they take the top ten, and then they leave it up to fan votes and, and the Oscar ballots. Someday we got to find a way to do our own so many sequels Oscar, where we award the movies, this the sequel awards, the sequies. I don't know. We'll get to come up. Oh, my goodness. We can totally figure out a best sequels award. There are so many sequels in this world that we can easily. Yep. Somebody make a sequel of the year. Yes, we can do a sequel of the year. What was the best sequel that came out this year? Yes, we can do that. Mark, we'll work on it. Don't worry about it. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. We'll get a trophy. We'll get a trophy and everything. Okay, um, you know, that unless there's one of the other categories anyone is just dying to talk about, I think we can call that a day. Yeah. Let's talk about best sound. No. <laughs> sounds like a bad idea, Andrew. That sounds like that, it. Wasn't that the one that they uh, merged with best sound editing or mixing? Yeah, they merged but that was, that was last year, yeah. That's right. And they're doing it again this year. Yeah, I just figured that's permanent now. Um, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it for us. We'll be back next week with our reaction to said Oscar winners. So be sure you subscribe to the show at SoManySequels.com or in your favorite podcasting app. You can also go to our YouTube channel and watch the video version of this where you often get to see Jack hanging out in the background of David's shot. That's, Everybody the, that's for our Best special show. computers. Best part of the show. Yeah, he's just chilling on his slide. Mm, yeah, so yeah. Find us online, SoManySequels.com. We've also got links to our social media platforms there. You can find a lot of the Best Picture nominees online now, either streaming or rental if you haven't seen them yet. So check those out so that you're prepared. The Oscars are Sunday, October. What month is it? March. March 27th. So check. Still, we still don't know what day of the week it is. So it's all Listen, good. when they change the time, it changes my whole perspective. Yep. So see you guys next time. <laughs>